Support for Industry Focus comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com forward slash fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I am your host, Sean O'Reilly, and joining me today in studio is the man with a plan, Mr. Taylor Muckerman. What's up, sir? Going accordingly. Going accordingly? Yeah. Most most well? So far. Uh, is your Don't day mess a- it up. Is your day adequate? Yeah. I had to get in here a little earlier than I planned on this really? morning. But... How was the train? Yeah. Busier than normal. Really? Yeah. Rough. Rush hour. You got a, you got a, an open coming up, or what's up? No, just... Uh, this all team meeting for the international side. Got it. Cool. You know, we got folks in Australia and the UK. We have to consider in the time frame in Singapore as well. So. Oh man. Can't do, do you, it at noon. Yeah. Do you, do you Skype them in, or what do you guys yeah. do? Sweet. Cool. Uh, if Skype works. There's th- that's the eternal question. We go through the rotation of Skype, Econo, Slack. Uh, what else? Google Hangouts. They all fry on different days. So. Can you believe Microsoft paid eight billion dollars for Skype? Like, think I about cannot. that. Could like, paid me eight billion. Eight and done the same thing. Followed by nine yeah. zeros, and it's not the best it's program. It's not. Anyway, um, should we talk about like energy and stuff? Or that's what you had planned, right? Yeah. All right. Well, and you're the man with the plan. So, um, so Mr. Markerman, mm-hmm. according to a new report from the Environmental Defense Fund's Climate Corps program, the solar and wind industries what now? are. I don't know. I just. No, say it one more time so they can hear Environmental it. Defense Fund's Climate Corps program. Okay. Okay. Try to say that five no, yeah, times No, yeah, no, it's all you. Environmental Defense Fund's Climate Corps program. Environmental Defense okay, Fund's Okay, all right. What, what did they have to say? Um, it was actually kind of cool. Yeah. The solar and wind industries are apparently creating jobs at a rate 12 times faster than the rest of the U.S. economy. Um, that's actually kind of significant. Yeah, um, it's not even off a small base. I mean, this is uh, this is in the millions of jobs. Um, yeah, it's up to uh, roughly about four and a half million jobs in the U.S. Up from three yeah. and a half in 2011. Yeah, and you we got a population of 320 million, mm-hmm. about 100 and a little over 100 million, I think, in the workforce. Like sure. this is this is not small potatoes anymore. Yeah, and if it continues growing near the 20 percent that it has been in recent years, then. We're going to see some very meaningful gonna, growth. Gonna, These gonna, numbers are going to continue to grow. I have to learn how to install install solar panels or something. Something like that. Um, but uh, for this reason, like this growth that we're seeing, mm-hmm. um, I naturally started to you know wonder where all this this renewable energy project. Where is this usage common? Mm-hmm. Um, you you hear stories about how Las Vegas is you know all renewable now. Yep. Hawaii, like you go to Hawaii, like. Apparently, solar is just everywhere. Um, so I, I started to wonder, like, where where is this more common than not? Because you know, here in Virginia, we've got a bunch of natural gas, you know, fired plants. I'm from Ohio. I'm sure there's a coal fired plant there somewhere still. Like, not a new one. Not a new not one. Not a new not. one. No, only that is only about 0.17 percent of all new electric generating capacity. Wait, so is that like last a, year a, came a, from coal? A, a guy burning coal in his shed out back? I think or? that's what that amounts to. <laughs> 0.17%. Wow. So, yeah. Only 45 megawatts. Uh, 1.21. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, we dove in and you know just looked around the world and see where it was pretty common. And uh, we found a few surprises mm-hmm. and uh, you know a few other places that were not so surprising. 
Um, so what do you think? Should we start with the U.S. and then the world, or vice versa? America first. America first. All right, perfect. Um, what? Let's break it down. What's going on in America? Uh, well, I mean, you're seeing it crop up everywhere, and that's renewable, not just solar. Um, when you look at all new energy capacity added last year in 2016, we're looking at about 26 gigawatts were added, um, and 61.5% came from biomass, waste heat, solar, wind, or hydro. Wow. Nearly two-thirds. Yeah. Uh, another third came from natural gas, which on the fossil fuel side is the cleaner of the three, meaning oil, coal, or natural gas. So, arguably, where was that? 94.5% is generally clean. Right. Almost two-thirds is renewable. Um, so, that's so, a pretty big move. Um, I've naturally got to ask, because mm-hmm. you've got... You know, there's a lot of companies that are starting to invest in this. You got the Yield Co's, like 8.3 Energy Partners. Mm -hmm. You've got um, Sun Energy. You've got Mid American Energy has one of the largest wind projects in Iowa, generating 301 megawatts. Owned by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Nah, yeah, name drop. I had to. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's Um, in it. Did you see that special, by the way? I did not, but it's been talked about here at The Fool. Well, naturally. What was it, PBS or HBO? It was HBO. HBO, yeah. Yeah. It's mostly about his personal life, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just a lot of Uh, Diet diet Coke, or no, actual Coke. Yeah, right. um, Coca-Cola and- uh, Breakfast at McDonald's every day. Perfect. Um, Living to be 100. We are not being compensated by HBO at all, to our listeners. Um, We're talking about HBO's Becoming Warren Buffett. It aired on the 30th, Oh, you didn't get a free subscription? Um, No, I'm going to watch it this Uh. weekend. Um, actually, I probably will sign up for free the trial. Anyway, um, so bottom line, Buffett's investing in. I, I actually knew that this stuff had a future when Buffett started investing in windmills. Yes, I mean it was. I was like, oh, this is actually economical because he does mm-hmm. not do things that are not gonna make him money. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like? Because uh, we saw that uh, one statistic about Alaska. Yeah, what was so, up with those guys. Um, well, when you think Alaska, you think. Oil, oil generally, um, they have a lot of it. They've oil been and producing and, and, a lot and of it, moose. And, and yeah, and um, and Kodiaks and stuff like that. But uh, this is a this is a state that they basically give a paycheck to all their employee, all their inhabitants, all their citizens from all the oil revenues that they make on an annual basis. And what they're seeing is that you know solar and wind is. Is actually cheaper in a lot of places than than oil and diesel because you're looking at some places in you know the more remote areas of Alaska needing to use diesel of all things to to generate electricity and we're looking at upwards of sixty cents per kilowatt hour. Um, meanwhile, you're looking at some people that are generating energy from hydro and wind in the city of Kodiak, and you're looking at about 11 cents per hour, so Whoa. a sixth Whoa. of what they're paying for the di- on the diesel side. Um, and, and so, a state that's, I mean, and that seems to be a theme, uh, Texas, one of the fastest growing renewable energy generating states in the country, typically all oil and natural gas when you think about it, um, right on par with California, which you know, produces its own fair share of natural gas, but not nearly what Texas is doing. So Alaska and Texas, seeing that renewable energy is finally at parity or below parity with fossil fuel electricity generation. Um, so what am I to take away from this? Is it um, are people just investing this because they're like, oh, we need more electricity, so 
we're just going to invest in this because of regulations, or is this actually being done in the places that it's economical and that's it? Or like what? How are businesses making decisions here? Well, it's becoming economical in more places every day. Um, and if even if you you know you think oh, Donald Trump hire, has appointed all these folks that are you know closely tied to the fossil fuel industry, but on his list of infrastructure projects, he's got a lot on there that supports the renewable energy industry. You're kidding? Like um, what? Projects like a lot of transmission lines, so that you can build the infrastructure for these companies, mm-hmm. so that they can actually get the power from a wind plant. Say the so he's got this Plains and Eastern Electric transmission line project, which um, is trying to move wind energy from the western tip of Oklahoma, 720 miles south. That to sounds m- like the Pickens plan. Do you southeast that? to Memphis, um, and that's enough energy, clean energy, for one million homes in the mid south. So that's just one one area. So that's not actually wow. building the wind turbines, but it's allowing that power to be efficiently distributed to places. Obviously, if you think about um, Memphis population compared to the plains of western Oklahoma, right. a little bit more densely populated. Uh, so right now, those wind turbines probably aren't being used to the to the efficiency and like the efficacy that they should be. Um, but then you've got hydroelectric plants planned, um, more transmission. Uh, lines, wind power, um, energy storage and grid modernization, targeting, um, minimizing the magnitude of potential blackouts in California by increasing storage for renewable energy. Um, All told, it says that the projects could add about nine gigawatts of clean power if they're all finalized and put into place. Wow. So that's roughly about a third of all the energy capacity we added last year. Just in a few of these projects that Trump has laid out in his like initial infrastructure plan. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, as I just mentioned, it's th- that sounds a lot like the the Pickens plan. You remember that in like 2008, T Boone Pickens was like, "Oh, you got this energy corridor from the Dakotas down to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and we yeah. got all this wind. We needed to get to the coast." Yeah, and he wanted to build these huge transmission lines. And one of the problems is they need to be enormous because. If you're sending electricity over long distances, you you lose some of it. Yes, and, and it's actually very difficult. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's that's kind of exciting. I mean, yeah. And if you're looking, so a lot of what these projects are are being built by private companies. So it's very widely, it's very fragmented, um, mm-hmm. on a, almost on a state by state basis. There's these. If you look at, if you go to um, the SEI, SEIA website, Solar Energy Industry Association. Um, they put out a report from September of 2016 that basically lists every project that's online, being constructed, or in development in the entire United States. And the the list is like, I don't know, 30, 40 pages long. Wow. Because there are just so many small companies that are out there building one plant, two plants. Um, maybe eventually they get bought up, or maybe some of those are, are part of a bigger holding corp. But mm-hmm. it's very widely distributed, and it's not all public companies that are doing this. Generally, if you think about the suppliers of these wind turbines and solar panels, those are coming like a General Electric. From, yeah, or those are coming from publicly traded companies like a General Electric, like a Siemens. Um, and then on the on the solar panel side, you've got First Solar and Sun Power, and then Solar City on the residential side. So they're actually providing the solar panels and doing some installation, but 
a lot of the folks that are building these and, and operating them are private companies for now. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to discussing uh, renewable energy usage on a global basis, I wanted to once again give a shout out to Rocket Mortgage. As I mentioned, support for this podcast uh, this podcast episode comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust and who has your best interests in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that is right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com forward slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Thanks again to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans for supporting our podcast. So, Mr. Muckerman, mm-hmm. um, so it sounds like in the United States, um, solar's becoming common in adding jobs, adding clean energy, being supported by states that you might not think would support clean energy. And even Donald Trump and it's because is of economics. supporting it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, flat out. So, solar's going in where there's sun, wind's going where there's wind, it's cost effective, everybody's Yeah, there. and I'm pretty sure they even just approved like, the largest offshore wind farm in U.S. history off, off Long Island. Whoa. So, there's for, that. For, for New York City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because if you look at the Northeast, they're pretty underserved. At least, it, like kind of natural gas energy kind of like mm-hmm. hits New York and then... It doesn't make it past New York. What? So the, the New England area is definitely hurting for natural gas and. Well, it was a big learning experience energy. for me when I saw just how needed and hard, uh, both needed and how difficult it is to get um, natural gas lines up there in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's like a web, and yeah, there's yeah. not enough. It's kind of crazy, but it's still. They're just, trying to build them, but uh, not quick. It's densely populated. Yeah, it's actually exactly. kind of difficult. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, really quick, just before we talk about some more um, specifics, like um, you know, in, in in a continent like Africa, with the the amount of sunlight it gets and everything, sure. and how um, like solar, I mean, you can put up a solar panel and power something. I mean, it's 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 decentralized. That'll obviously see some growth. We'll d- discuss that in a minute. But um, I wanted to quickly just go down a list, and this is enormous. But there's a group called the Renewable Energy Policy Network for the 21st century. Um, they every year put out a report just on the global status report of renewable energy. Um, you can go to ren21.net and check it out. They they do this every June, so we have last June's report, and it mostly covers 2015. But anecdotally, this sort of thing doesn't get changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, this thing is pages and pages long. Um, all right, so let's do a quiz. Where do you think? Well, I have the list right in front of me. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, can't I, I, I can't cheat. cheat on, computer, I can't cheat on air. I mean, I've seen that. it. It's fine. too late. All right, fine. Um, we can like all right, fine. Our what, listeners, give our them listeners, five go check this think. out. That's fine. Google 2016 report. Yeah, um, sorry, I ruined it. You sent it to me. I'm not going to forget this. <laughs> um, no, I did. Um, what what stuck out to you here? Because you got like China beating us for investment in renewable uh, fuels. Yep, like, and total capacity or generation as of the end of 2015 um, for all renewable power. And I mean that's only set to accelerate. I think uh, you're looking at China expected to, according to Reuters, quote unquote, plow 361 billion dollars into renewable energy power generation by 2020. 
Wow. 361 billion. Uh, that will create 13 million jobs, they estimate. Um, and that's just over a five-year period from 2016 to 2020. Um, the the per capita numbers were hilarious to me because it's like investment in renewable uh, power and fuels per unit of GDP. Number one is Mauritania, then Honduras, Uruguay, Morocco, and Jamaica. Uh-huh. Um, renewable power capacity per capita. Number one is of course Denmark, Germany, Sweden. Um, but dollar for dollar, it's it's pretty much us, China, Germany, a little Japan and UK in there. But yeah, Japan's um, number three in terms of um, which is investment in 2015. And then the UK and then India, yeah. Which is not surprising because they have the nuclear problem. They have no natural resources. They don't like have oil to right. do stuff. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do here? Um, Makes total sense. And they got a, they're surrounded by ocean, so a little tricky there. Um, I was surprised at how big um, biomass energy is. Is that like the you know the, the landfills and then it's got methane? Yeah, and like they waste and, heat and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how big that was. Yeah, not too shabby. I mean, a de- decent amount. If you think about how much we actually do waste, then yeah, smart to use well, it. Well, um, I mean, it's it's physics. This is just yeah. energy, and it's like wind. Like, Energy's this never happening. created nor destroyed. It, oh man, that's that's very. Isn't of you. that something that that's they say in physics? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So let's d- dive in here to you know just a few unique, interesting situations. Um, Saudi Arabia, like. Wh- uh, no, they hey, have a ton of sunlight. Wh- what are they well known for besides sunlight? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're known for going out into the desert and sticking a straw in the sand and getting oil. Like, <laughs> and they're expected to dump uh, between thirty and fifty billion dollars into tens of billions into major of renewable energy by twenty twenty three. So not nearly on the same level as China. But um, well, what was the Saudi Aramco like the oil? Company that might be IPOing in a yeah, year or two. They're, they're talking about dabbling in it a little bit. I saw this morning. Maybe so, five billion dollars in renewable energy deals. Yeah, they've asked um, HSBC, J.P. Morgan, and Credit Suisse to go out there and try and find some companies that they might be able to buy with five billion dollars of cash lying around. What do you think the Saudi Arabia is thinking? Is this um, we need to shift away from? Because I see there's a couple of possibilities, or maybe mm-hmm. it's all of them. Um, we need to shift away from oil because someday, you know. We're not going to be able to use this or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think I think the last couple of years was a gut check for them, um, right? Because oil provides a pretty decent amount of subsidies for the social programs that they have, so they've been losing out on a lot of that revenue. Um, so they're trying to at least internally reduce their demand on on. So oil. they can sell more oil. Yeah, before- I think I think that's probably has something to do with it. Also. Um, they power their country with oil. I was about to say they're so, one of the few countries yeah. that burns oil for their electricity grid. So if they can make electricity cheaper, then then why not? And uh, they're looking to they're looking to grow uh, about up to about thirty percent of their power from low carbon sources by twenty thirty. Wow. Um, that in the yeah, looking to add. Right now they have about ten gigawatts of power. Um. From from wind, solar, and nuclear. Sweet. Um, I have to think they're trying to play catch up to the UAE too. They're doing a lot with solar. I mean, they're right there. It's the desert. They have plenty of sun right along the equator. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Um. What uh, What else stuck out to you as you looked around the globe? Um. As I mentioned, I I'm optimistic about Africa because installing the transmission lines for you know traditional. Uh, centralized power, like you know, what we have just like a, a natural gas burning yep. power plant or something. It's it, it's a bit of a hassle. Well, if you think about it, in terms of what they've done with, say, telephones, 
they've pretty much skipped landlines and went right to cell phone. So if you think about it, it's a similar situation where you have a cell phone tower rather than telephone lines running crisscrossing the country. And you can liken a telephone tower or a cell phone tower to a solar solar grid because they can be placed sporadically around the country and distributed in the regions where they're needed. Yeah, Yeah. and and, uh, so I, I think that that's probably what's going to happen um, is is it's just going to skip traditional power generation and go straight to renewable, um, more more regional distribution and, and uh, as needed. It almost seems like renewables is the best thing that ever happened for um, developing nations. I mean, that's you, well now that it's pretty darn now useful. that it's a f- cost effective. Cost effective, and... yeah. Th- it, beforehand, they're just kind of waiting on it, right. um, and now that it's Companies want to invest foreign direct investment. It's a big thing in this world. So companies want. I don't know if it's going to be African companies that are building these solar and wind and hydroelectric power plants, but uh, somebody's going to do it because there's money to be made. Right. Um, so what? Uh, I'm an investor. You're an investor. Yeah. We're all fools. We're all investors. Um, how do you get in on this? What do you see as the the cons- the, the the reasonable way to make money off of these trends? Um, you know, for me personally, I would probably look at the bigger like providers of the equipment. So, like we mentioned, a few GE, I think, kind of hedges your bets a little bit that because they're involved in oil and gas, mm-hmm. and also they have exposure to renewable energy sources. So, I think that kind of hedges your bets a little bit. And what do you uh, where do you stand on the because hardware is like mm-hmm. what, what do you think about like uh, an advanced solar panel manufacturer like a Canadian solar or something? I mean, they've they've had their troubles. Are if you can't see him, he's wincing right now. That's just because <laughs> I mean these companies have like they've gone in waves. I mean, right. it, One company makes an advancement and then and uh, everyone jumps on their bandwagon and then somebody else's solar panel cells are become more efficient. And so everybody jumps ship and starts using them. Um, it's like computers. It's like, well, yeah. So that's why I would say like a big, a big holding company like GE or Siemens to get access to wind power, um, and then companies that are are effectively adding solar power at utility scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really where you're going to make your money. So Mid American might be a good choice, or SunPower, which is a more global company. You see SunPower installing solar panels and first solar too all over the world. Um, and SunPower is fortunate enough to have the backing of Total, which is a forward-thinking oil and gas company. Right. Um, God, what do they own? Thirty percent of that thing? I might be more. It's at least thirty percent. They might have upped their stake in the last couple of years. I'm not hundred percent sure. Also, would not surprise me. But so then there's another company that's kind of hedging its bets between traditional fossil fuels and renewable energy. Total, French company. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. This is a few to point out. But like I said earlier, I mean, a lot of these companies are private, so you have to do some digging. Um, but maybe you can hold a portfolio of a few of these companies. Little bits and pieces of each, rather than than betting the whole your entire portfolio of renewable energy on one or two companies, you can maybe buy a basket of them. Awesome, and uh, yeah, I mean the bottom line it sounds like is uh, this trend is happening, yeah, and it is becoming increasingly common in more and more places. Yeah, it sure is, and you know you think about uh, Tesla and Solar City being combined with some help from Panasonic and that lithium battery factory. Um, if 
energy storage does happen, which I think it would have to from renewable energy sources, the the Tesla Gigafactory out there in California is going to be, you know, they're looking to build more batteries than our entire than the entire capacity to build batteries worldwide is right now. So they're expecting the need to be there. Awesome. Which if if you don't have renewable energy generation, you don't need those batteries. So they better pray that the trend continues, which I expect it to. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Mr. Marker. I don't know. What are you looking at? Let's get some thoughts from you real quick. Um, we had, uh, I'm, I'm more you conservative. What's that? Eight point three. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't sure heard of time. Them. Thank you for the shout out, though. Oh. Um, but uh, I'm kind of conservative this sort of thing, and I, I mean, one, I'm not a tech person. Yeah. Like I don't know which solar panel is the best. That sort Same. of thing. Um, but uh, I, I, I like the. The, the monopolistic characteristics, the free, you know, the, the cash generation characteristics of like those yield codes that get sure. spun out and they just build huge solar products or projects. They send the electricity into the grid. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, an 8.3 energy partner is that thing. I mean, it's got a 7% yield. It's kind of guaranteed. I mean, it's mean potatoes. Unless the sun starts charging for its rays. Oh, man. Then these companies are sitting kind of pretty in the long run. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is it for us, folks. Special thanks to our producer, Austin Morgan. Thanks for laughing at all of our bad jokes, Austin. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for the Technology Show with Dylan Lewis. If And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Taylor Markerman, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!